The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. Many years ago, when I was asked if I'd like to have my own radio talk show, I said yes, because I'm going to call it The Power of Water. And I'm hoping that we can open up the communications excuse my voice, of, pardon me, that the world needs education about the planet and how we live and how we live with each other and what is so important for your everyday health. I want to remind you that water is the most important reason, the most important reason that you must give your life, your commitment, your mission to saving water. You, it, it's, it's got to become a, a, a mission that we all, every day, stop to think about it and, and never forget about it ever again. Our forefathers along the way did not have the t- technology we have today. So they didn't have the ability to know how to protect the water, save the water for long-term r- reasons to protect the planet and health on Earth. But we do today, and there's no excuse for anyone anywhere on the continent, anywhere on any continent, to not learn how to protect the water. And it's just become, uh, to me, uh, inhumane to forget that the planet requires water to live and that each human species, the blade of grass, every animal, everything alive on Earth depends upon water. But there's something that I uh, have been studying for 30 years. Follow me for a minute. The moment you were born, you entered in the air you breathed from your mother's pocket of water in that delivery, at that moment. At that moment, you had to depend upon the air. And the water in the air has been forgotten. We live in a seawater of water in, in of say, the air of the sea of air. Um, You don't see it. It's invisible, but it's there. And without that water in the atmosphere, the humidity, we wouldn't be alive today. You would not have lived. You would have died that moment. Now, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. We're all different. Have you ever stopped to notice we all even look a little different? probably has a lot of influence on the air we're living in also. When that baby's born, the baby has a look of appearance, but the baby begins to develop its own look, its own appearance. What do we contribute that to? Should we be learning more about the air we're living in and the water, the influence of that water? Then when it's raining outside, the droplets are pulled out of the air 
and rain droplets come down from the air. So, but when the rain droplets stop, there's water back in the air to live with. The water that came to the surface Earth was for us to survive, for Earth to live. And the influence of Earth's water throughout the whole solar system must be discovered and educated so that we all know the difference between fresh water, the sea water, and how we're living on this planet. It should be an everyday mission, everyday thought, everyday education. Now follow me for a second. Water covers 70% of our planet, and it's easy to, it is easy to think that it will always be plentiful, but guess what? The water we're drinking, we bathe in, we irrigate our fields in, is becoming rare. All over the world, they're having different problems with it. Only 3% of the world's water is freshwater, and two-thirds of that is, is glacier water, unavailable for any of us to use because it's glacier water. 1.1 billion people worldwide lack access to water. And a total of 2.7 billion people find water scarce at least one month out of a year. Inadequate sanitation is also a problem for 2.4 billion people. Now, the first thing I think about is life and death and unhealthiness. And we're, we have 5,000 children on earth that are dying a day without water, and yet we're going to conflicts, wars over what? We're not going, doing it with, because of water? There's something wrong with our thinking on this planet. We're not being sensible. Many of the water systems that keep up the ecosystem and are thriving, uh, feed gr- growing human populations have become stressed, stressed, and rivers are becoming smaller. Now, I have an idea. Here in the United States, we're having a scarcity of water, too. Serious. We're having real drought problems, and it, the food in the United States is going to become more expensive. Of course, because their farmers are not able to uh, grow the crops, and a lot of farmers are out of business, especially in California. It, it's just it's, the, the world is wanting to, to survive. In the Middle East, there, you think that the wars are over uh, the, uh, what seems to be an obvious? No. They're obviously scarce of water for generations and could become distinct cultures because they don't have water. They have sand. And I truly believe that's what's going to happen to California because they didn't take the former Governor Brown serious and his legislature when they built those canals, so California would never be without water to grow their crops and their economy to thrive. It isn't Hollywood that makes the economy thrive. It isn't the movie stars, the celebrities. It's the agriculture. It's industry that builds the economy in California. So always stop and think about what we need to do, and this is what that show is about. Think about what we need to concern ourselves about water. We're not going to let it go. We're going to stick to it. There's a new women's organization, not new, it's out there since 2004, came to the United States in 2012, Women and Water Partnerships. I am going to belong to that. 
I'm going to have them on. There's worldwide water movements going on. We're going to all join that. I hope that everybody who listens to this show participates in a world everyday concern about the water and our planet and how we're going to survive. And it's being healthy because if you're not drinking water, you're not going to be healthy. And if you think you're never sick and you don't drink water, wait until you get sick. You'll find out that not drinking water is the worst decision you ever made. You've got to drink eight to ten glasses of water a day. No juices, no teas are added into that. That's how serious this is for you. Today we have Dr. Gerald Pollack on with us, and I really enjoy having him on. And I believe that one day you're going to see him in the headlines with the University of Washington of what they've been able to achieve and learning more about water. But today we're going to talk about the annual water conference in Bulgaria, and we're going to talk about Dr. Emoto, who uh, is going to be a fun one because I think you need to learn more about Dr. Emoto. Well, listen to our sponsor. I'm founder of Biologic Aqua Research. We do water research for these many, many years. We study the atmosphere about what the impact of Earth, uh, the effect of the atmosphere on you and the planet Earth. We've had uh, Dr. Dwayne Cecil on here, a PhD who was with NASA for almost 40 years, studying water, the atmosphere, and the climate and what is happening. So as we brought him to our company to join us, we have been learning more and more about the impact that the atmosphere does have on your health. That's our research. But we have a product, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eyes is 99% water? When ophthalmology research came to me many years ago and said the atmosphere is causing the eyes to go too dry, which causes vision impairment to blindness, and that the eye drops don't add natural water, that they needed something. So we developed a new technology of holding in your hands nature's tears eye mist with just a mist. It's tissue culture grade water, very convenient, no burning and blurring, a supplement to supplement the eyes. Like you drink your water, you need to supplement your eyes, you're brushing your teeth. You've learned technology to be healthy. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist to supplement your eyes for dry eye. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollock, are you with us? Yes, I'm here. Thank you, Sharon. Good, well, good to be with you. Well, thank you again. I know how busy you are, and I want to thank you for coming on, and I want the audience to know that you're a Ph.D. and you're a professor of bioengineering at University of Washington in Seattle, Washington, here in the United States, and uh, we, you've been on before. We've discussed your research, but before we continue on with the subject today, tell our audience who, what you do and what, you, uh, what you've been achieving there, because you've been do, finding some new uh, discoveries there at the university. Yes, uh, we've been, we've been really busy, uh, uh, studying water. And we found, uh, you know, uh, uh, we all, we all grow up learning and understanding that water has three phases or states, uh, solid phase of ice and the liquid phase and the vapor phase. But we found, uh, we found, uh, in the past few years another, uh, phase, a kind of ice-like water. We call it the fourth phase of water. And this idea had been around for uh, for a while, actually for for a hundred years. But uh, we 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 did a bunch of experiments that revealed very clearly this ice-like phase. It's not ice, and it's not liquid water. It's somewhere in between. And the water has amazing properties. And uh, one of them is that it has charge, which water ordinary H two O doesn't have. And another one is that um, uh, th- th- this charge is actually complemented by the opposite charge in sitting in the H2O. So you have a minus and a plus, a separated charge in water. And this separated charge is actually potential energy. It's energy so that uh, mm-hmm. when you drink the water, you actually get energy from this. And mm-hmm. and finally, just to... <laughs> So I don't go into a, a, a long lecture, but uh, it's this phase is built by light. So when you when you receive light, this 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 uh, ice-like phase of water is the stuff that's inside your cells. And so, so when you receive light uh, from from outside, uh, it builds this this kind of ice-like water in your cells. And this water is absolutely critical for for all health. So uh, I mean, this is an, in a nutshell, a capsule that. That's the the discovery that that we made, and um, it's uh, elaborated in in my in my recent book called the Fourth Phase of Water. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's that's the essence of it. I can go on for hours with, with oh, applications, I know. I but know. I know you know, we're talking about something else today. But that, but before we move into something else, now when you're explain to the audience, this is such what, why the show is so exciting for education. When you're discussing the new discovery of a fourth water, and it's an ice-like water, but it isn't considered very cold. Um, why, did they call, why did you call it ice-like? Well, I call it ice-like because a colleague of mine uh, suggested that, <laughs> that it's, a, it, it's an easy way to, to explain it to people who, who are, that's one reason, who are not so familiar with it. The second reason is that the structure of this really is a bit like ice. It's halfway, okay. it's somewhere between ice and, and water. In fact, what we found is, uh, you know, you, put, you take water, you put it in the freezer, you want to freeze mm-hmm. it, 
And we found that uh, if you want to, if the water is going between, between the ordinary liquid water, H2O, and ice, it must pass through this fourth phase. In other wow. words, what happens is you start with okay. water, okay. You, you cool it, and then you, as you cool it, this, this fourth phase of water grows, and it's this phase, ultimately, that transitions into ice. And when you melt yeah, the Dr. ice... Yeah, Dr. Pollock, real quickly, so I can uh, help uh, any questions that might... Would that fourth phase help filter it somewhat? Filter the water as it passes? Yeah, it, in, a sense it, 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 in a sense it does because... Separating it? Yeah, it, everybody knows that, you know, ice is pure. It, it, when okay. ice forms, it gets rid of all the junk okay. and all the stuff, and this fourth there we phase... Go. Similarly, gets rid of, of, of this. That's a good question. Uh, and it gets rid of it. So that was one of the reasons why, why we call it exclusion zone because okay. it excludes all this stuff. So we call it exclusion zone or EZ for short. So they're and, acting, the, uh, the discovery is also finding that that opportunity of that nature to f- maybe separate, filter, whatever, but it also, is it like a magnet to each other? In other words, they're attracting to each other. Oh, uh, sorry, what's attracting to the, each the, other? To the water, they're, the fourth water is attracting to the other water. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it sits, it sits next to it, so... Um, so it, it's a pulling on it, it's, it's drawing to it. That's right. So the, there we the, go. That's right. what I meant. It's, you know, it's, very magnet. Okay. Yeah, it's it's wrong to it because the, usually this phase is negatively charged, and the water beyond is positively charged. There we so go. The two are pulling together. There That's we right. go. Yeah. Now, the first thing I think about when you explain that to me is how important that everybody is drinking water. It's absolutely critical. It, it's, it's critical. Been, it's been known uh, for for a long time uh, uh, about this, and I I always bring to mind the the uh, the, the the book by uh, Batman Gilles. I don't know how to pronounce what we oh, call uh, it. Batman. Uh, yeah, right. it, yeah. Yeah, that's it, it, called, uh, you know, that you're... Kenji, yeah. Your body yeah, is in fact, cries I, for water. Forgot, you forget for the first... Yeah, in fact, I, I talked to him, I think I told you, before he passed right. away. Yeah, sure. Uh, but, but, I mean, I think I think his his book really, uh, uh, in a popular way, uh, it's called, I think, you're, you're Not Sick, You're Thirsty. In a popular way, it really right. describes uh, uh, his clinical experience, showing that people absolutely need to hydrate, uh, Water was able, is able to reverse all kinds of pathologies, and each chapter in the book describes a different pathology. It is so important, and as we, you know, as we get uh, gray hair, uh, we 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 tend to forget about hydration. You know, kids, it's easy for kids because they feel thirsty, they drink, but but as we get older, we 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 uh, get dehydrated. Dehydrated is dehydration is an absolutely critical problem and we don't sense it because our our thirst sensors just like our visual sensors and our auditory sensors they all go downhill with time and so so we can't really uh sense the fact that we're dehydrated but we are and so we need to drink a lot of water how much water as difficult to say but just pure pure water and i think the kind of water that we that we should be drinking uh, is not necessarily the, the water from the tap, which, which is full of uh, discarded pharmaceuticals and uh, sometimes yeah. and uh, fluoride and chlorine and, uh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah. 
it's really important to know which of those waters is really the 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 the, the most important. And you know, mm-hmm. there haven't been many studies that compare the different waters that are possible to drink. There are a lot of waters well, there out hasn't. there. There have no, I mean, if you if you go on the internet, you'll find. Where have uh, they been? I mean, where's everybody been? I guess there's still. Uh, I study the atmosphere, uh, but. Again, uh, our research center should put that on a priority, too, for all of us to join you guys, too, uh, and start wondering, what are we going to learn here? Because we've got to get serious about this life and death and the diseases that happen before people do finally pass on, is all the diseases, and then what's happening into all of these drinks, these juices. They say 100% juice, but there's about 25 to 40 grams of sugar. They're heavy in carbohydrate, which bodies it causes dehydration too. Oh yeah, right. I, this should be. You say it should be a priority. It should be a top priority because top priority. Top, top priority, priority, absolutely. Because uh, life water, and death. Yeah, I mean there are so many books and and papers and discussions about what kinds of food we should be eating, mm-hmm. but who is talking about the kinds of water we should be drinking? Exactly. It's exactly. so critical. You are right. You are right. Now, today, um, on the annual water conference in Bulgaria, tell us about what, what is happening there. Well, this is a conference. This is the, now the ninth annual uh, conference. And what we do is we, in, uh, we invite people uh, from all over the world who have something scientific to say about, about water. There's so much going on uh, these days. The public doesn't know about it because... You know, most scientific fields, uh, they tend to be somewhat esoteric. The scientists tend to speak to one another and not necessarily to the world outside. We like to make this conference open. It's a conference that invites new, fresh ways of thinking. And, mm-hmm. of course, the issue of hydration is uh, and waters and what types of waters and the chemistry of water and physics mm-hmm. of water. But we invite only people who who have something interesting to say. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's become very popular, and not mm-hmm. only popular among the speakers who are actually vying for competition to speak. We have a limited number that we, we can, we can mm-hmm. accommodate, but also people who like to attend the meeting. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it's lively, uh, and uh, it, it's a very open-minded uh, kind of, of atmosphere where where people are encouraged to express what they think and what they feel and, uh, and their general comments. So a lot of people attend the meeting who, people who are seriously interested, or I should say, who are really interested in, in water and who's not interested in water. Especially, you know, uh, I think a lot of the people who attend are people, people who are concerned about water and health. We get an in, increasing number of, uh, of people in, in, in that area. Mm-hmm. So I, anyway, I encourage. Now, and where and where is this going to be located at? Now, where is it? it? It's in Bulgaria, and um, you might say, "Why Bulgaria?" <laughs> right? And yeah. So we used to hold them in Vermont and uh, at Mount Snow Ski Resort, and and after five or six years, we, there were some issues. The people who te- who were, were putting up the money in support of of this meeting, you know, meetings cost money. They right. had some some issues and had difficulty raising the money. And so, although they were really enthusiastic about and excited mm-hmm. about the meeting, so someone mm-hmm. volunteered uh, to, uh, it was actually a Russian fellow who volunteered to uh, support us. 
if we move the meeting uh, to Bulgaria, and I thought, oh my goodness, Bulgaria, that's, <laughs> it's like a different planet, you know, until I got there. <laughs> and then oh. I realized, I realized, first of all, this is a beautiful place, people are oh. friendly, and also they have the number of natural waters, uh, uh, springs and such, uh, uh, from which people drink. Actually, mm. the number there exceeds the amount in all of the rest of Europe. So it's just oh. filled with with wonderful drinking so their, water. So their mines are on water. They're, their they, mines are uh, totally on water. It's a national resource. thousands of years. Right. Yeah. So we, we, we think of... That would make uh, more sense than going to the ski resort. Yeah, well, so so the meeting <laughs> last, year, last year was a huge success, and this oh. year... This year Tell we us moved. how many people usually attend. Uh, hundred that we expect this year close to 130 or 140. Uh-huh. We can't accommodate more than about 150 or so. So, uh-huh. so there still actually is there. There are slots available if any of your listeners is interested enough to to want to go. I actually encourage it. So the 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 venue last year was lovely. It was a continuing the theme a ski resort mm-hmm. and at that time of year it was just it's in between the summer and the winter and the air was uh-huh. fresh and it was oh. so the organizer found a place that is even more delightful i've not seen it yet but it's a it's a five-star resort and five-star resorts are cheap in bulgaria so it's uh-huh. very very reasonable it's situated mm-hmm. in the mountains of uh, of southern bulgaria right near oh. greece <laughs> oh, you should come, Sharon. You should come and enjoy I know. It. As soon as this company finally gets our one of the biggest projects we're working on worldwide in China, but uh, I will have my moment to uh, with the research center. I will don't forget me on everything you touch because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a believer that we need to get this movement going in water and uh, and uh, the, the people like yourself. I know we're going to be nominated for Nobel Prize uh, uh, potential awards because you're not letting go. University of Washington should be applauded for what you guys are doing. For our research center, Biologic Aqua Research, we're hanging. Uh, we had just been working on the atmosphere to show the world that, that, that we need to learn more technology on uh, how to supplement that so the world of water, and, and I brought in uh, Dr. Um, Dr. Dwayne Cecil, who's also a Ph.D. He was with NASA for almost 40 years, and yeah. studying, well, he studied water worldwide. He studies uh, climate. He's a climatologist on top of the water studies. So uh, with all of us for the future. Um, then I wanted to tell you, too, today, um, there's an, a new one, and I was so surprised, and I'm going to be joining it, Women in Water Partnerships. Have you ever heard of it? No, I've not. Tell me more. Oh, they're women. The, the, uh, the woman, and um, I'm going to have her on the show, and uh, she formed the water out of the Netherlands, which makes sense, yeah. Uh, Holland. Yeah. And in 2004, she decided to get behind the women in water, uh, start a Women in Water Partnerships. And uh, it came to the United States in 2012. Yeah. I just found out about it recently. I talked to the president of the organization in Holland, and I told them, I said, my gosh, where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but the, as you know, doctor, there's these organizations all over the world, especially out of the United States, but all over the world, that are going into the underprivileged countries 
and giving a lot of energy and time and money to it. But I truly believe you cannot let a piece, one spot in the whole planet uh, not be getting attention. So I'm hoping the women in partnerships is directing themselves not just to underprivileged, but to all people on earth to get behind the concerns of, of water and better education. It's so important. Absolutely. It's good to, good to hear. There's another one. There's a hydration foundation that uh, started in New York City with uh, my friend Gina Bria. Uh, oh, in, you've got uh, to introduce me to her. Uh, sure. Uh, wow. I'd happy, love to have her on the show. Happy, oh, she's great. She used to organize the TED conferences in, in, um, in New York, and uh, mm-hmm. she's totally brilliant. Uh, this, she'd be a great person on your show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but may, may I just interrupt and just to say for, for any listeners who are interested in the water conference, can I give the URL uh, so anybody can yes, check? Yes, do that. And, uh, uh, okay. We've still got some time left today, but you go, yes, what is sure, the it's URL? A, it's, it's water conf, W-A-T-E-R-C-O-N-F mm-hmm. dot org. Mm-hmm. You'll find out everything there. And we now, got, uh, I want to ask you with the water conference in Bulgaria, is the CERN group been invited out of Switzerland? Uh, n- not Probably. specifically. I don't know yeah. who you yeah. mean from so there. It's a different group, but it's a, it's a research center in Switzerland. It's I know that, well but known. I don't know. I don't know which group here. There are many people who work there. Okay. Yeah, I just wondered if they. Uh, yeah, uh, my uh, they just found uh, a, a, a fourth layer, uh, uh, another layer in the atmosphere that was would be fascinating to the water research too. Uh, I'm, I'm curious on, um, I'd like to get them, one of them on. I haven't had time to go get it done yet, but that upper layer atmosphere that I believe has a lot of influence on the water uh, and the atmosphere. Well, it must but, have influence because the, uh, the radiant energy that's coming from the upper atmosphere and the charge exactly. that there has to have some influence. I mean, all the research exactly. demonstrates that. So well, no- and, and what we have here isn't flying away like Mary Pye. It's a strange way to explain it, but it is whole. Uh, we do have an atmosphere that seems to be holding here uh, and, and assisting our life uh, here. Um, so it's going to be. A, it would be a fascination one to connect what they would consider that, but we're going to take a moment for our sponsor, and then we're going to come back, and then I want, I'm hoping you'll discuss some of the topics that you think that might be discussed at the, at the sure. conference, sure. because people forget there's other things, there's other ways to think about the water other than just the common sense. There's some things that we're, you're discovering. Okay. Well, listen to our sponsor. Don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back, and we'll, be, uh, we'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the supplement to the eyes with Just a Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Pollock. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Pollack, with the conference, uh, the water conference is going to be going on in Bulgaria. Did you say this was going to be the ninth year? Yes, the ninth year. Right. Okay, and uh, now tell us that the very first year, that was what was discussed, and then now being your ninth year. But the very first year, I'm sure it was kind of like a, a mirage of trying to decide how the, what the topics would be on the, for the first year. Yeah, uh, so, so the first year, um, it was difficult, actually, to get people uh, to come and, and, and speak at, in, in the first year. And, and I didn't know as many people in the field as I, as I know now. They're coming out of the woodwork. There's so many of them. And we tried to, uh, um, to, again, to even initiate with, with people who had something interesting to say. Mm-hmm. And many of them did have interesting things to say. But now there's a groundswell. And the, the, uh-huh. the, the groundswell is, you know, as I said, with huge competition. People, everybody wants to speak at this meeting. Ah, we, okay. We, we can't accommodate them all. So we have some really interesting speakers now. And uh, the first one you mentioned is Masaru Emoto. Now, uh, so I don't know how many of your listeners know about Emoto. So I'll just say a couple words and, uh, because he's oh, become... Oh, and go on. Tell us quite a bit about him because is, he is amazing. He's amazing. Well, he's, he's not a scientist. Usually we have scientists only, but he's a spiritualist, not a scientist. Mm-hmm. However... Some of the work that he's done has stimulated a lot of scientific thinking. So uh, right. I'll just es- essentially tell you, uh, he thinks, he feels that, that water is the, well, the center of the universe, as, as a, practically every religion does. If you read the Bible or the Koran or you know, wh- whatever, you'll find the word water mentioned all over. And all the ancient cultures knew and practically paid reverence to water. And uh, I think that still should be the case. We can lear- learn a lot about the ancients. But uh, Emoto tried some interesting things. Uh, he, 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 he felt that water was so central that water, the, the structure of water could be influenced greatly by people's words and thoughts. And so, so he started with, um, with music, playing music to water. Now, we would think this is this is totally absurd. Uh, why would you want to play music to water? So he found that um, if he played music that most of us would regard as lovely, beautiful, interesting, like a Bach cantata or something like this, that as he, he played the music to the water and then he used that water to which the music had been played to form ice. And it turned out the ice crystals looked pretty nice, pretty lovely. And then he'd play hard rock to another glass of water, and he froze that water, and the crystals looked ugly. So, so he did this many times, and, uh, and in his book, I think it was published first about 10 years ago or so, 
uh, I think it's called Messages in Water or something like yes, that. Yes, I have yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So he shows representative examples of what happens uh, when you play this kind of music or that kind of music. And so some of the scientists feel uncomfortable with that because every scientist knows that it's easy to cherry-pick the pictures or images that you like uh, from, you know, and you, you consider them as, quote, representative, but how could we know they're representative? And, and so that's been some criticism from the scientific part. In, in response, uh, my, my, my friend Dean Radin, uh, who's a psychologist and a very well-known uh, uh, psychologist dealing with phenomena that, that people ordinarily don't, don't deal with naturally. He he did experiments putting naive observers in and showing them showing them uh, images uh, taken from Emoto and asking them, well, would you consider this to be beautiful or ugly? And the answers turned out to be just as Emoto had suggested. So so it seems from that kind of of evidence that there really is something mm-hmm. something to it. Uh, the the kind of of uh, of sounds that the water hears. May really have something to do with with the the form the crystals that are formed, and I think actually it's the easy water that I mentioned earlier that's mm-hmm. receiving this kind of information, shall we say, and changing its mm-hmm. structure in in response. And then when the easy water, the fourth phase water, the ice like water, when it forms crystals, it reflects that change of structure. Mm-hmm. That's hypothesis. We don't know that for sure, but. But, so anyway, the theory, that's one. but the theory, you know, Dr. Pollock, we've got to, get, you know, we've got to r- realize that, uh, and I, and I, and even where I come from, is the greatest inventions in technology in the whole wide world and discoveries have not always been a person who stands in a laboratory looking for it. It's the individuals who thought they saw something and started to to pursue the the journey to discover is what is this all about. They're they're called inventors. They're not all. They're not people who stand there just looking intentionally. And with Dr. Emoto to discover this and 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 then go out and pursue what he thinks he's learning and not let go because of what people might think or say. He he hasn't backed off of it. And Absolutely. now they're finding the discovery should be studied. Absolutely. And, uh, there we go. And then the other one, where I come from uh, in this, is that I learned that, uh, that our, the water on this planet is a living, as you know, it's a species. People forget it's a living life. It it's is. Alive. Uh, yeah, it's alive. That, that was known for 60, 70 years by the work of Schauberger, who distinguished between so-called living water and dead water. Living and water is moving listening. and it contains energy, right? And it's dead like water. Way back in time, the common sense of, of our religions, that here we're back to the discovery of, of not a scientist standing in a laboratory looking for what, but they discovered and they, didn't, they pursued the journey to want to learn why is that water doing that? Uh, water must be alive. And they began to they studied it for so long, and then all of a sudden, modern research, medicine discoveries, left it all all behind for a while. For a while, I'm saying 
Yeah, they left back it behind. Again. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up so many interesting things that we could spend a full hour or oh, day discussing. It's true, <laughs> that scientist... I enjoy having you on because of it. But that, okay, here we go back to the first year of of the conference, and, and now and then you're going to have Dr. Emoto is going to be speaking this year. Yeah, he's losing. It's actually uh, just one more comment on, uh, on your your comment that you know scientists' passion is really the issue. If 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 a scientist, whether he's a, a academic professional or or someone who likes science, it doesn't really matter. It's the passion for their ideas that keeps them going. And Emoto certainly has uh, passion, and and some of us do. Passion is lacking in many of the areas of scientific research today. It's more. It's more, unfortunately, it's, a, it's more like a, a profession, like you could be a lawyer or a doctor or a scientist or whatever. It's not like 100 years ago where Einstein sat and scratched his head and produced right. these, these wonderful findings in 1905, three landmark papers by thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, some argue that some of that might not be exactly right, but the point is that, that these people had a passion, a drive to pursue these unusual ideas and that's really diminished today, unfortunately. And we're trying to do something about it, but that's for another show. <laughs> what, uh, that's, but, yeah, we are. And, yeah. In, in, and in Bulgaria and all over the world, uh, the, the movement is there. In fact, it's going to be startling um, because you and I, we have met. We'll be meeting other people, you and I, and others will be meeting other people. And then the movement becomes uh, what should have been never lost has been now found. <laughs> That's fact, a good way of putting I it. I had a I, I, I one so. time, and I had a fellow from Japan. He was talking about the the, the water, and he says, and he said, we in, in Japan, but but because of Sharon, we we may have been lost. Now we it has been found. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I had to laugh because I just said it without even thinking of it. <laughs> I got to tell you one more thing about Emoto. It's not just the sound. Um, so. It's the thought uh, that, you know, he's demonstrated beyond just putting the sound in that if you think good thoughts or you, you say, I love you, but just thinking good mm-hmm. thoughts puts information into the water and thinking exactly. evil thoughts puts information in and also changes, changes the, uh, the ice configuration. And so, so you kind Can of I wonder. Can I share something with you real quickly that yep. before I forget it again because I was going to bring it up earlier with what you were talking about, Dr. Emoto. When you talk to him, when you see him, it, 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 you've heard of the word algorithm. Yep. Okay. They said that algorithm wasn't invented just because somebody invented the Internet uh, to communicate. <laughs> it's been yeah. there for thousands of years. Sure. And there's where I believe that Dr. Amoto, I'd like to talk with him, but I truly believe that our religions and founding uh, uh, fathers of the air planet and developed what we have. There was you were just saying about the passion, yeah. The algorithm of our lives from the beginning of time and the religions and 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 looking in the water like it's a mirror in the water. They didn't know they didn't own mirrors in those days. They probably thought there was somebody there that wasn't them. But back to where we're going with the algorithm. I truly believe the doctor is right. I think that the water is alive. I think it here it, it re- reflects and re- and um, uh, and is vulnerable to everything we're doing. And yeah, that uh, water in the body, you're right. 
is vulnerable to everything you're doing, but on the outside of our skin is vulnerable to what's going on in the water around us personally and what is going on with our water in our body. I, I, I think so too. Well, there, there's there's a lot of evidence for that, and um, yeah. I in, invited one more person who hopefully will be there next year, who demonstrates that. I just met him recently, and he's totally impressive. His name is Bill Bankston. He is is able to heal mice uh, with tumors, uh, heal, not just improve mm-hmm. with his thoughts, and his success rate is 100 percent. And this wow. is not a flake. This is an academic uh, who's actually a sociologist, and mm-hmm. and he puts the the mice are injected with with uh, an adenocarcinoma, uh, which is 100% fatal to the mice. They all die within 35 or 36 days. Mm-hmm. So he finds that he puts his hands around the cage with the tu- the tumor bearing mouse for mm-hmm. an hour or so, and he thinks mm-hmm. various thoughts and. He, he achieves 100% um, not just remission but cure because if they inject after the mouse tumor withers and disappears, if they inject uh, the material again afterward, the mouse will never develop a tumor again. So the mouse is cured 100%. Oh, my goodness. He's tried this with, with various collaborators oh. at different universities. and So this is his thoughts that are doing it. So somehow... Mm-hmm. Somehow, well, Dr. And they're, they're, Emoto's on the right track, and it yeah, sounds he's on, like on the right track. There are lots gentleman. of people who are, you know, who are, who are, who are actually curing somehow with their thoughts. And this, to mm-hmm. to all of us who who have been, myself included, who have been dealing with academia, this is totally shocking. And because we can't, you know, we can't abide something like that. We're we're taught that it's impossible, but we have to look at the evidence, and the evidence is published in peer-reviewed journals, many of them, and that's what they observe. So, so we can either say, oh, I don't believe this, forget it, it's got to be some quack or whatever, or we can begin looking into it and figuring out what might be going on. And I think that's, that's what Emoto's work inspires. We need the underpinning, the scientific underpinning, to, to actually figure out what kind of... So when, when he's thinking something... He's actually giving off energy, and the energy, we know there the we energy, it's an infrared energy. We can measure it, no, no problem at all. And so the only question is, does this infrared energy that's being released, is this free of any information, or does it contain information? And if it contains information, this is received by the water inside of our bodies. How does this information affect, change, modify the waters that are inside of our cells? See, those are, so, so those are the questions that all of this boils down to. And this is where I'm coming from, and we'll be, I'll, I'll just touch it, and I'll go on to your uh, conference. But I'm totally convinced we're going to be able to uh, also begin to get the answers to addiction because of what you just said. Uh, well, I, I truly believe yeah. that when a baby is born, they begin to live their life with dehydration. And the relationship of outside the body and what goes on in the body is, a, is the influence of that baby's growth. How do we know who's going to be addicted to what? Yeah. At all. I, I, yeah, I, I hear you. I, I, I don't care if it's chocolate, if it's another person, you, should, you know. But, and then the word addiction has become uh, where we've really been. Uh, I just know it can be f- figured out. But 
again, that's just uh, your your. That's why one of the reasons I started this company, this research center, many 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 years ago, is because I was president of the American Cancer Society, and I was shocked where some of the patients, and I was also chairman of the board of the doctor group, and I was so surprised at how many patients that had, didn't have cancer as seriously as somebody else had cancer, that one may have passed away and the other one made it. Oh, yeah. And I could tell there was an attitude and a stress. So I started studying stress ah. outside the body. How interesting. How interesting. And uh, then I learned there's a, there is an influence of our, of our lives, and that's how I tripped into the research of water and the atmosphere and water in the body and water on the planet. It was all by accident. By accident, and it's led you to some productive uh, route. I, 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 oh. I so agree with you that this, is, this has got to be central. Water is central to everything, everything that we, we do. It's, uh, it's two-thirds of our body, and I mentioned earlier this translates. If you count the, the number of water molecules, they're so small that to make up that two-thirds volume, it takes a lot of water molecules. So we're actually more than 99% of our molecules are water molecules. And to think that... 99% of our molecules are kind of useless except like a bath uh, that bathes the more important molecules of life. That's a kind of arrogant position to take, and right. it's simply not true. So right. water is absolutely central. Uh, so right. i got to tell you, I don't know how much time we have, but can I You've tell you... have got about five minutes. Can I tell you about Luc Montagnier? Uh, oh, uh, yes. So Luc won the Nobel Prize. He's at our meeting. Uh, he won the Nobel Prize uh, for identifying uh, HIV as, as the cause of AIDS, although I'm not mm-hmm. sure he's totally convinced that there's a one-to-one link. But, but anyway, uh, he studied water. He's studying water right now. Okay. And mm-hmm. he has a, a finding, and he'll be discussing that at the, at, at the meeting, which is really interesting. He, he, he's able to get information from DNA in water. So, mm-hmm. so the experiment is, is this. He takes a, a flask, a sealed flask, containing some DNA. And you know the DNA, the, the information is in the sequence along the DNA. That's the critical part that contains the information. So he's got this DNA dissolved in water in a sealed flask. And next to it, he puts a container of pure water, sealed also. So two sealed mm-hmm. flasks. They're sitting next to each other for a day or so. And, and um, he says that the information from the sequence of the DNA is imparted to the nearby water just by some kind of radiant information. His proof is that he then takes the water that sat next to the DNA, and he takes that water and he uses it. Uh, he, he pours it into some chemicals that contain whatever is needed to build the DNA, the backbone and such. He pours that water in, and new DNA is created, and it has the same sequence as the DNA that the water was sitting next to. So this is, mm. this is amazing. This is I'm really following a- it. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, he presented this a few years ago to a group of, each year there's a meeting of Nobel laureates in Germany at mm-hmm. a place called Lindau. And, uh, of course, the other Nobel laureates were incredulous. They simply couldn't believe that this was possible. But, uh, and I suspect that, that Luke would not have won the Nobel Prize based on, 
on this finding because this finding, there are a lot of skeptics out there who, who think that this is impossible. But it it's goes along with the same line as Emoto, uh, where information is being transmitted somehow through some kind of electromagnetic energy. We don't understand, we don't know it, but it seems to be there because now multiple people, not just Emoto and not just Montagnier and the healer uh, Bankston, but many others are are reporting evidence for similar kinds of phenomena. So mm-hmm. we can't ignore it. There's just too much of it there. The only well, question... and it, it 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 makes it, it, it and now the word sense, <laughs> common sense, sense uh, <laughs> comes back to uh, our thinking. Is from the beginning of time they used more common sense, and then oh. it comes toward where I was following you with my studies in dehydration. Yeah. That I truly believe that he has findings in the DNA are going to find that out, that, uh, that no two people are dehydrating the same, and uh, that the effect that you just said today with Dr. Emoto, yourself, your studies, and other studies are finding that that atmosphere has a very uh, much of an influence on our bodies and our lives. It's got to. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure which studies you're referring to, but the atmosphere is full of water. Uh, the water, actually, in, a, in my book, uh, The Fourth Phase of Water, I, I show the evidence that the water that's in the atmosphere is not just single molecules of water. Actually, it occurs in little clusters, well, giant clusters, mm-hmm. little, mm-hmm. by giant, I mean less than one micrometer or, or, or so, but that mm-hmm. contains huge numbers of water molecules. Mm-hmm. It's filled with this ice-like water. That's the humidity that we... There you go. Yeah, and and so it's got to be... We only have a moment left, but you just said that that discovery you found in the body on that fourth water is like an ice-like water, that you found a similar water in the atmosphere? Well, yes, basically. We, our experiments show that there's a similar water because we look at evaporating okay. water, and evaporating water that goes into there the atmosphere, go. it comes in these clusters, and it's okay. like millions of molecules, hundreds of millions in each cluster, yes. and the outer shell of that, it's like an onion, or the outer shell is, is easy water. And, okay. and so that's the stuff that creates humidity, and that's the stuff that comes together to form clouds. It's now, there. before you go, I've got to ask you, um, when you're there in Bulgaria, um, what is the hours difference between there and here? How many hours About are there? About 10, well? I think, roughly. I, I, well, maybe 11. Uh, it, it's Eastern Europe. It's easy. Well, we're on, in Seattle. Because I would love to have us call you or whatever, and, and you can give us like a quick moment of what's going on in, in there, uh, and we could pre-record it even. Uh, it's possible. I, you know, I'm I'm really busy during during that meeting, oh, but we I can, can we can figure out something uh, just, to, just, to do. Just just uh, you know, or if you have somebody when you leave that maybe uh, we could have on the show, also because this sounds like a real you've got some really enjoy unbelievable people that you're affiliated with there. But we're out of time now and. I want to wish you well. And what date? When's the conference going to be? What the dates? October, middle of October. I think it's about the roughly the tenth or twelfth. Uh, the All right. again, it's waterconf.org. Okay. C O N F. You can find the dates and and the agenda, whatever. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Your time is valuable, but it's going to be very valuable with this what, with this show. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. Thank take you. Care. You have a nice week, uh, ha- nice summer, and you be well. Okay, bye. Bye. 
my goodness gracious, what did we learn today? And you know me, I always say, wow, I learned so much. I want to thank you for listening today. Uh, I hope that you're all I, I learned as much as I have. I hope you find this as serious as all of us that are finding this uh, God's uh, gift, let's say, to go out and discover together, all of us, the discovery of water, the, how important it is to your health and everybody else's health and the planet Earth to survive. I always have a prayer that Earth, we need to learn to save the Earth, save lives, and save the breath of life. I want to thank you for listening. Embrace your life, every special moment, and somebody else's too. But Earth whispers to us, don't, don't say goodbye. Leave something of yourself with all of us. I want to thank you for listening. The power of water is coming your way every week, and share that with everyone to come and listen. Thank you for listening. You be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. Oh,